Hello, I'm Jet Dunlap, and this is episode 81 of a show called Psychotherapy. I am the host of that show. Sometimes you need straight talk. Right at your ears about what's going on in the world, in this country, in your city, in your life, in your heart. Sometimes the tension of this world is so thick you have to machete through it like you're in the jungle, forest, a rain forest. And I talk about that today. You thought the pandemic was the worst thing that can happen to us and then citizens of our country are being murdered by the people tasked to protect them. That might be controversial, but it's not that controversial because this guy was just a convicted or arrested on uh, charges of murder. That's not a fun topic, is it, Jet? In May of 2020? I don't want to hear about that. I'd rather just, you know, go to virtual Disneyland. Have you seen that? That you can go online and just, like, go through Disneyland virtually? I'm sorry, but Disneyland is fun live. It's not fun virtually. I guess that'd be like having a postcard of sex. That doesn't do much for me. It's a very weird example, though. And I don't get sex postcards, sex messages, or any of that. My point is, is that, not that postcard thing, I don't know where that came from, but that I want to talk to you about how to uh, deal with that. How do you feel about you? How do you go forward with your day without fighting? How do you consider yourself a good citizen without yelling at the top of your lungs for what you believe in? I answer those questions because I battle with the same things you do. And it's been hard to be very positive in this world right now. I don't watch the news. I don't get the newspaper. People tell me this stuff. They send me a link. I watch it and I go, oh no, that's not great. That's terrible. That's tragic. But I still have to be me. I still have to do my thing. I still have to take care of my world. And so do you. You got to tuck the kids in. You got a smile, you got a hug. Well, don't hug anyone you don't know in general. Not even during this. Why are you doing that? You shouldn't hug people you don't know. That's weird. But you have to go about your life. And I want to help you do that even during these trying times. I'm Jet Dunlap. Episode 81 starts right now. There's a pandemic. You're sitting in your house. It's been months that you haven't been able to do the things you used to do. You think, well, it can't get worse. (laughs) Remember on social media when in like 2017, 2018, 2019, people were saying, oh, we thought last year was a bad year. Look at this year. We thought last year was a bad year. Look at this year. And then 2020 comes in with its six shooters on, blows through the batwing doors into our saloon and says, wait a minute here. I'm going to make those other years look like children. And yet I still can't blame 2020. I still can't blame, I don't know, anything that is coincidental, anything that is, has parallels that we create as humans to fit our feeling. I very poorly explained my theory about Y2K the other day. And then a good friend of mine calls me up and says, well, wait a minute, what do you mean 
Y2K. Y2K was when 1999 turned into 2000, and it was going to confuse the computers. What on earth, Jet, in that case, do you mean by it happened? My overarching point on that was that after the year 2000 as a symbol, and that's what Y2K means, did I just blow your mind? It means year 2000. As a symbol, I look at it as the revolution of the computer and the internet more specifically. And then that giving birth to social media. And then the most powerful of all those machines to affect our life was when social media could be in your pocket. And everything you say, do, or post can be immediately judged. And so even if you're not thinking that you're aligning your life with the image that you want or do not want on that, your psyche is doing something it's never had to do in the history of humanity. And I believe that has far-reaching ramifications. And when I said Y2K happened, I should have elaborated. I was on far more caffeine at that moment. But that's what I meant, that the filtering of citizen-sourced opinions masqueraded as news, corporate opinions masqueraded as news, is something that our brain needs to be trained to filter. I was walking the other day with Gina, and someone gave me a hard time for wearing a mask. I wear a mask every time I walk, every time I run. If I'm 100 yards from someone, I'll take it off to breathe. But uh, anytime I see a person, no matter how far away they are, put on the mask. People have reduced tremendously in their wearing of protection when they go out and walk. I'm not referring to condoms. I'm sure they're all wearing condoms like they should. It's the responsible thing to do when you walk around. (laughs) But masks. I do it because I have friends who have lost people. I do it for the same reason I wear a seatbelt, for the same reason I don't run red lights. Because in order for society to work, we must all agree on certain things that keep each other safe. If you feel that running red lights when you don't see anyone is your prerogative, because that's your idea of quote unquote freedom in this country, you're endangering people. You can't yell fire at the top of your lungs in a movie theater. And if you do yell fire and you're arrested, that is not a violation of your rights. If you willfully get someone sick, that is not you flexing your freedom. That is irresponsible. I've had the misfortune or just experience with watching someone slowly die from respiratory illness. And it is a terrible way to go. But the person I witnessed lose their life to this was surrounded by their family when they left this experience. And the people who go now due to coronavirus, they're alone in a room with no one. And that's how they exit this world. And that's a little dark, but it should be. And we should feel that. We should allow that darkness to come in because it's not okay. And it's tragic. And if me wearing a mask when I walk keeps 
someone's family member's family member's family member from getting sick, then it was worth it. You see, this is a minor inconvenience for me that could have major implications. Fight the good fight. Don't fight just because your ego feels away. Now, I've told you before I'm not going to go political. There's an old thing that you've heard a billion times when you were a kid. If Joey jumped in a lake, not a lake, if Joey jumped off a bridge, would you jump with him? And in the Simpsons part says, how big a bridge? And then he goes and tries to jump off a bridge with Milhouse. But uh, you don't have to do what you see. Even if your guy is doing something, you can disagree with him. The presidents that I've liked or the politicians that I've liked, I've disagreed with tons of times. I've voted Republican. I've voted Democrat. I'm a registered... <laughs> I'm a registered independent. I'm a registered nothing else. My point is, we are all in this life experience together. Incarnation. Every human that's alive right now, we all have that in common. I choose to take this pandemic as a example of how close we all actually are. And how someone's illness in China can affect the people who live next door to me. And I was hoping that people would understand that that should be, even though it's not a great thing, it should be an indication of the fact that we're not that different. Black, white, brown. We are all subjected to the same pathogens. We're all the same. And this was an opportunity for unification. I do believe that from the top, that was definitely not taken advantage of. I think someone went another way with that. And now that there are riots because of a tragic and terrible incident that happened, it's going to further divide us if we let it. A Republican Marine, who actually used to work for me, had a uh, disagreement with me on Facebook. And uh, his post, he deleted his post. And then we had a conversation on Facebook Messenger. And I said, first off, let me let you know that your opinion and your viewpoint is going to be stronger than mine because I didn't spend eight years overseas protecting this country and that I profoundly respect the fact that you did that. I even told him that if he ran for office, I bet I'd vote for him. And then we just had a pleasant conversation. And in November, our votes may be different. My point is that we have this moment to express our feelings, see what is going wrong, learn from it, and make it better. Your voice counts. Not if you cuss and scream and punch and do something violent. Then it doesn't. But there are things that are going on in this country that need change, that are not okay. That the color of your skin should make you terrified of going out at night. Or you live in fear that your children are driving around and they could be pulled over and murdered. That's not okay. There's no political argument for that. And I'm not going to sit here and go deep into it, but the longer you've been around, the 
the more educated you are in quality education. I've said before, it has to be quality education because in the Taliban in Nazi Germany, they were educating people, but it wasn't quality education. So the more education you have, right-minded education, the more you realize that we're just not different. Okay, moving on. So this last week was tough for me. Gina and I had a (laughs) kind of interesting thing happen. We had a moment where something really great was going to happen for us. And we were a thousand percent convinced it was going to go in the direction we wanted it to. And it didn't at the moment. And I then kind of came down with a hope hangover, I guess. Basically, I am flawed in the sense that I have a hard time hoping because I've hoped my whole life and dreamed my whole life and that has been met with mixed outcomes. But, of course, I feel it's been more losses than wins. Now, that doesn't mean it's true. I realize that. But after this day, I just kind of felt everything, the weight. It doesn't help that what's going on in the world is so pressing on me. And I don't watch the news. I mean, I try and avoid this stuff, right? But when someone messages me something, I'm not going to ignore something that is this tragic. I could, and maybe I should. But I think it does widen my human experience. That's not what it's... I mean, it's. I'd prefer it didn't. I prefer people that weren't killed at all. (laughs) But uh, I had this experience this week and I was made sad and I had to do something about it. And of course, some of it had to do with the fact that I was tired and not feeling well. I wasn't able to exercise at the level I wanted to. And I recognized all that. I saw all that. And I went to correct it. I'm still writing in my... uh, Screenplay with Gina. We're going on the fourth pass of my original screenplay, the one that is done and done again. I've been running and walking, and that's good. But sometimes the darkness just sets in, man. And that's going to happen. And I'm a broken record when I say this, but what we do with that is what matters was on a walk with my mother today and Gina and uh, Mrs. Falcor Dog. And my mom was talking about how I've worked on my feelings since I was very young, expressing them, understanding them, and combating the ones that are not beneficial to me. And sometimes I feel like that has been a disadvantage. When I was a more cold just (laughs) ambition machine. I met with more financial success and I had more momentum and inertia. The more I learned, the less that mattered. And in my egoic moments, I think of that guy I used to be as more than the guy I am now. Because the thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of audio I've listened to and books I've read have had an effect on me in my 
belief in what matters and what doesn't. But then you have these moments where you go, oh no, I want to be a billionaire. Who cares about everyone else? They're just going to give me a hard time for wearing a mask when I walk. I should say, I don't know if I finished that. They were giving me a hard time for wearing a mask because they said that by wearing a mask, I was trying to make Trump look bad, which, you know, come on, he doesn't need my help. And uh, that the disease wasn't communicable in that way. And that by wearing a mask, I was just trying to push the Democratic agenda, which is about as real as me wearing a seatbelt. I don't wear a seatbelt for Democrats, and I don't wear a helmet when I rode my motorcycle for Democrats. I did these things as a safety precaution. And I already expressed that, so I won't go too far into it. But that frustrated me, and it uh, <laughs> it got me a little mad. But I didn't do anything, and that's the point, right? Because he wasn't going to learn anything, this guy. I couldn't teach him anything, except for to tell him that, you know, basically, I didn't say this, but go after yourself. I said that in a much more eloquent way. I think we need to listen to our primary instinct, listen to our first thought, and not run it through this filter of what are the opinions that were given to me by a soundbite. My base feeling, my neutral position on human existence and the importance of kindness and the shared human experience has not changed under any administration. I still believe that is the primary goal and objective of all of us. If you cannot do good, and this is a Dalai Lama thing, do no harm. And people would think, well, maybe people would think doing no harm is not a big thing, but it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. When I stopped drinking the first time, uh, when I was sober for seven years, did I say, uh, <laughs> I did it to do no harm. And then I went running and that was like, that was the whole thing. It was just that I wasn't doing harm and I was running. Oh, well, I guess in that period too, I ran for council and did 10 years of working for the neighborhood council, which was volunteer work. And so that was good. And there were other things I did inside of that, but nothing mind blowing happened. Nothing profound occurred. You know, I didn't, I didn't change the way the world is. I didn't, I didn't change millions of people's views. I didn't run for office. I'm not famous, but I didn't do any harm. And that's profound. And that's powerful. When I said harm, didn't that sound a little pompous? A little uh, pompadour, like the peacocks that I see on a regular basis down on Peacock Lane. If you follow me on social media, you'll know that on my walks, I call it my squawk walk. Squawk walk. And uh, that's because we walk by a special place that is full of peafowl. And that's, that's peacock. We saw an albino peacock, or it's not really an albino peacock, but it's a white peacock. And then Gina saw the creme de la creme of peacocks, which was a uh, pigment-impaired peacock with also the blue and green feathers. And she took a picture. It was gorgeous. I feel like I went off a little bit on that uh, that peacock point. But, uh, you know, it's part of my daily walk. Doing no harm is a profound thing. Just like doing something that is small is a profound thing. My last three podcasts touched on the fact that You are my hero if you do a thing you haven't done before. If you start a thing that you've always wanted to do, and then you continue with it. But you can't continue with it today. You can only do that one thing today. 
and that is great. And all the things that I listed in the previous episodes about what you could quit or what you could start aren't the answer. They are suggestions that come from my limited viewpoint. There are other things in your life that you may be considering that are far more valuable than what I'm talking about. I'm just trying to open up a dialogue in your brain with the thinker and the viewer of those thoughts or the listener. And I think that doing no harm is an important concept when our tensions are going to run so high. The insanity of this moment will end. I don't like this too shall pass for the same reason I don't like what is it? What's that thing with the crown? Be calm and carry on or something like that? Is that it's been bastardized by repetition. It's something that has become so much a just throwaway that it's lost its potency. But I do believe that this is a moment where we can really practice our patience. And I also think, and I don't like to give people assignments, as I say a lot, because you know I loathe teachers. Um, but, uh, even if it's for 30 seconds, we need to close our eyes and meditate on something that's not what's going on. And maybe your life has never been better. Maybe you're doing everything right. Maybe this has been the opportunity you needed to really connect with your family, find your passion, question your job. And I know that's happening for a lot of people and that's, that's awesome. So if that's the case, keep it up. But if you need to meditate to connect with you for a second, to go, hey, you know what? I'm all right. It's all right. I can only take care of the world I live in and myself. And that's enough. I'll take care of me for you and you take care of you for me. That's powerful. That's good stuff. It's tough. Even if I say it's an opportunity, that doesn't mean the opportunity is easy. You may have gotten an opportunity to play professional football. Then you're training for professional football and you're like, this isn't easy. Just because you got an opportunity doesn't mean it's easy. Sometimes and oftentimes the best things in life come with difficulty. I think, and it was just meandering and confusing and almost nonsensical in my Y2K episode, but I think that 20 years after the year 2000, we are experiencing a fever break And this may be the opportunity for us to center ourselves, society, and this country and figure out things like we can't have racism at a level that it was in the late 60s and earlier. This is not okay. We have to learn how to live harmoniously, but we also have to have treating humans as equals no matter what as a foundation of that. And sometimes it's easy to forget all this. I think there was a generation that grew up with high school musical and glee and everything was really fun and dancey. And it seemed very simple. Experiential was at an all-time high as far as business. It was all sunshine and rainbows. But sunshine and rainbows could distract people from the things we need to do and take care of. And I don't want to live in communist Russia. I don't want us to have a bleak existence, but I also want us to treat the earth right and I want to treat the people who live on it right. And I think that's a part of our mission. If you're listening to this right now, I think that the small kindnesses that you choose to do when you don't feel it are important. They're valuable and they're profound. 
So that's what I tasked you with, and I've tasked you with it before, but today, after this, at some point, yeah, it's got to be today. If it's a tweet, and you got people who follow your tweets, or if it's a Instagram comment, a Facebook comment, a text message, or a letter, if you so dare. Be nice to someone. And be nice to someone you don't want to be nice to. It would have been fun for me to go off on this guy, this Marine today, who used to work for me, a good dude. And we could have clashed and we could have been, he said he's a great uh, keyboard warrior or something like that. So we could have gone back and forth and flexed our egos and nothing would have come out of it. But instead we walked away with it with tremendous respect for both parties and each other. And uh, our differing opinion did not make us enemies. As a matter of fact, at the end of the conversation, I said, this is what democracy is about. Unfortunately, I don't think the world is doing that. I guess that's not democratic, but unfortunately, I don't think that's what the entire country is doing. But by listening to this, by working on yourself, by being a better person, you're doing something. Again, like I said, you take care of you for me and I'll take care of me for you. That's how I'm going to end. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. You're tremendous. You can change the world. You can be, do, create anything you want. Thank you so much for listening. I'm out of words. My name is Jet Dunlap, and this was Psychotherapy.